Hi, this is your host Corbin, and this is your guide for the Wachowskis, The Matrix. Before we get into the making of the film, allow me to take you back to 1999 to remember the top movies released that year. They were Fight Club, American Beauty, Star Wars The Phantom Menace, Toy Story 2, The Green Mile, The Blair Witch Project, The Iron Giant, The Mummy, Tarzan, Sleepy Hollow, Galaxy Quest, and many more memorable films. Wow, the turn of the century was quite the year for some great and, let's yeah, let's just say memorable cinema. From that year, we have reviewed The Sixth Sense, Following, Jinro, The Wolf Brigade, and Candyman, Day of the Dead. Links to those reviews are in the show notes below. If you would like to reminisce more about the films of 99, then head over to letterbox.com. Make sure to follow me and Alan over there. Links to our profiles are below. At the 71st Academy Awards, Best Picture went to Shakespeare in Love. Back in 1994, the Wachowskis pitched three films to Warner Brothers, Assassins, Bound, and The Matrix. But before that, the brothers found themselves sitting in a tiny apartment. In Chicago, I believe. Yep, that's right, Alan, in Chicago, where their window faced a brick wall. And they were just in this tiny cramped place. And they're questioning the New York Times article criticizing action movies for simply being loud and dumb. And they thought, why? There, the idea of The Matrix was born. After Bound became a critical success, they asked to make The Matrix. At first, they approached Will Smith, yeah, Will Smith, to lead the cast as Neo and Val Kilmer to play Morpheus. That would be a movie I want to see. <laughs> there is actually a great deep fake by Shamook, letting you see an alternate world where that Matrix would be what it would be like with Will Smith in the lead role. I'll link to that below. Ultimately, Smith clearly turned down the role instead, opting for Wild Wild West. Still, giving $60 million to young directors wanting to make a philosophical action movie was quite the gamble. They shot mainly in Sydney, Australia to cut down on budget costs. Ultimately, the Wachowskis sent the first few minutes of the film to the Warner execs, and that got their full support. I, I honestly don't know how to say this name, Yuen Wu Ping, that's my best way of saying it, who was admired by the Wachowskis for his Hong Kong cinema films, trained the actors for the fight choreography. In a Rolling Stone article, author Chris Heath noted how Keanu Reeves underwent a two-level fusion of his cervical neck spine due to spinal cord compression from a herniated disc before pre-production began. Therefore, Reeves doesn't kick much in the film, and the antagonist, played by Hugo Weaving, wasn't kicking much either since he had hip surgery during training. Many other actors in the film were injured as well, including Carrie Ann Moss and none other than Chad Stahelski, Reeves' stunt double and future director-slash-creator of the John Wick franchise. So it's no secret at this point that The Matrix was a financial success and a critical success at that as well. Opening weekend was pretty surprising, actually. The film opened at kind of a weird time, especially for an action movie. You think this would have targeted the summer blockbuster crowd. But nevertheless, it opened uh, Wednesday, March 31st, 1999. Yeah, that's right, listeners. That was over 22 years ago, which makes me feel kind of old, actually. Well, the film opened at number one at the box office, but, you know, really not by much. Only $27.7 million. This leads me to believe audiences were waiting this one out. Is this, you know, highfalutin, over-the-top action movie really worth our time? 
Not quite sure at that point. But nevertheless, it went up against 10 Things I Hate About You. I love that film. Me and my sister try to watch it every year. That movie opened at $8.3 million. And The Out of Towners, a Paramount Pictures film, $8.2. Coming in at number four was Analyze This. And number five was Forces of Nature, which had been knocked from its number one spot the week prior. The film would go on to do very, very well, domestically grossing $171 million. In the foreign markets, $294.8 million for a worldwide total of $466 million. That is some crazy stuff for an IP from some young directors. Um, this movie just simply did gangbusters. It was wildly popular. And not just, you know, for the big blockbuster crowd, the Wachowskis were able to prove that New York Times article wrong. The film would go on to win four Academy Awards. It won for Best Sound Effects Editing. It beat out Fight Club in Star Wars Episode One. It won Best Visual Effects, which it absolutely deserved. It once again beat out Star Wars Episode One and Stuart Little, interestingly enough. Um, it won for best film editing, which is actually pretty cool that it did. Um, it beat out American Beauty, The Cider House Rules, The Insider, and The Sixth Sense. And then finally, it won for best sound, beating out, once again, Star Wars The Phantom Menace, really robbing George Lucas of his glory that night. Um, it also beat out The Green Mile. I love that film. Definitely check it out if you haven't seen it. The Insider. I'm curious to see that movie now. And The Mummy, which I had no idea that movie was nominated for an Academy Award. So The Matrix would go on to be released on, I believe, pretty much every modern format, Laserdisc, VHS, DVD, Blu-ray, HD DVD, and now 4K, Ultra HD, and of course, digital. But this has to be said, after its DVD release, it was the first DVD to sell more than 1 million copies in the US. It went on to be the first to sell more than 3 million copies. And by the time the Matrix Reloaded DVD was released, the Matrix, the original film, had exceeded over 30 million copies. That's actually something I'm going to be talking a little bit more about in my review on Monday. So critically, what did audiences think of this film when they came straight out of the theater? Well, they gave it an A-, which is pretty solid for this kind of unproven film. Um, critics gave it a 73 on Metascore. That's, that's pretty decent. A very high certified fresh 88% on Rotten Tomatoes, 85% audience score, a 4.1 letterbox rating, nearly a perfect rating for the film, and an extremely high 8.7 on IMDb. According to IMDb users, they cite this film as the 16th greatest movie of all time. I can't under, you know, state this enough. I cannot overstate this enough. Maybe I should say The Matrix is huge. Huge for the cultural zeitgeist, huge for filmmaking, the way it shaped movies going into the 21st century. It's one of those movies that's up there with the uh, original Lord of the Rings, where cinema was just breaking new ground with what it could achieve in spectacles and transporting audiences to new places. Thank you listeners for coming along with me as I have been your guide to the production and impact of this film. Now that you have your guide to The Matrix, make sure to subscribe to the podcast for my full review coming next Monday. And tune in the week after as we reboot back into The Matrix Reloaded.
The Silver Screen Guide podcast is edited and produced by Alan and Corbin. Intro and outro music is created by Thomas Rankin. The thoughts and opinions herein expressed are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent those held by Silver Screen Guide. Silver Screen Guide is not affiliated with any company or individual involved with the creation of this movie or TV show. No portion of the podcast may be used without express written permission from Silver Screen Guide.